Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp EdTech, dedicated to interviewing leaders at the front end of technology and innovation in education, hosted by the amazing, the outstanding, the incredible Holly Owens. Now let's get to it and hear from your host, Holly Owens. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Today on the episode, I have with me Bobby McDonald from Parlay. Bobby, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, how are you today? Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, doing well. Yeah, nice sunny day here in Toronto. So it's cold, but um, the sun is good and I can't complain. Yeah, love the sun. I'm sitting in South Carolina right now and it's raining. We've had so much rain. It's it's impossible to like be in a happy mood all the time when it's raining all the time. But I'm so glad to have you here. You are the CEO and founder of Parlay and I I just adore this technology and I can't wait to get into all the questions and information that you have. Um, and first and foremost, I want to say, um, you know, I really people in this space, I really love what you do um, and the what you bring to the education, the ed tech space. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing, especially during the days of COVID. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Um, of course, I appreciate everything that you do and all the teachers that we work with. Um, you know, they were the ones who helped us build and shape and design this product and we built it for them and their students. So uh, the degree to which we can be a vehicle that makes their job easier and makes students you know, learning experience better, uh, you know, that's a win in our books for sure. Absolutely. So in getting started with things, I want to hear your story. So we love the technology, you know, we always want to talk about the technology first, but I really like to get an idea about who you are and how you ventured into this educational technology space. So you can tell the audience what your story is. Yeah, happy to do that. I think it's a bit of a, an atypical road uh, into EdTech. Um, so where do I start? I can go way back. The um, first time I ever experienced an educational, uh, you know, learning experience that was similar to what Parlay is today was in my grade seven science classroom. Uh, my grade seven science teacher, Mrs. O'Hare, had us have a basically like an ethical discussion around the politics and the ethics and the economics of stem cells. Um, and I think it was grade seven or eight. And I, I was just totally mesmerized by that experience. I thought it was really uh, interesting to bring in the real world and think about, you know, such an important issue as it related to science. So that was my first sort of experience um, with what you might now call Parlay Online Roundtable. Um, and then I went to university and I didn't actually uh, study education. I've never taught, but um, I was in university, it was second year university, and was just generally very frustrated with the lack of sort of meaningful discussions and, and real world connectivity in the classroom. Uh, I yeah. felt like I'd been lectured to when I was in high school and in university and, and yeah. I, was, I feel you there. Yeah, right. Definitely. Uh, and so I was, I was surrounded by all these really smart people and all the you know world's information was on the internet. It's not to say that there's not a place for a really great lecture or learning the fundamentals, but it found, uh, I found it like, okay, there's all these smart people. We should be having deep discussions about you know what's going on in the world and how that relates to what we're learning. And that just wasn't there. And so that was sort of the impetus or, or frustration that, that ultimately led to Parlay. Um, but as time went on and I, I went to, you know, I finished my university, um, I took a lot of arts courses as well. Like I took a lot of uh, courses in um, 
anthropology and some cultural studies and literature and philosophy and all the different uh, different ways to look at the world. I, I took as many of those as I could. And over time, I started to realize that um, the open, free, uh, truth-seeking and respectful exchange of ideas uh, is the foundational aspect of our civilization. Uh, that's true at the dinner table. That's true in politics. It's too, true in media and journalism and corporations. Um, really, anywhere you go, uh, that is the, the, the most important uh, sort of foundational component of, of what we've built. And, you know, we're losing that in a lot of ways. And so that idea sort of started um, uh, coming back to me over and over again. And I remembered thinking about, you know, uh, Parlay as well in its early stages back in second year university. And uh, it, it sort of just started, it was very, I was drawn to it. And it was, it was this thing that kept coming up in my life. And you pay and, attention and, to those things you keep exactly. thinking about. You pay That's attention right. to those. That's right. And it was, you know, the signal and the noise, if you will, and it's faint, you know, it's just on the horizon. It's not a, a no clear picture of what parlay could be or should be, but I kept thinking about it. And then eventually I spent some time working in finance, didn't love it. Um, I spent some time. And then eventually I, after that, I started working as a, a solutions engineer, which is a sort of like a sales slash marketing role at a software company, ultimately with the goal of starting parlay. And then I did. Um, uh, back in 2016, we started it uh, part-time on the side. And then, um, uh, sounds kind of cheesy, but after Trump won, um, the next day I went in and quit my job because I realized that the level of discourse and the level of willingness of people from all aspects of life to, you know, meet and, and you know, dialogue across lines of difference was really was, was missing. And, and uh, so, so I quit my job that day and I've uh, been doing it full-time pretty much ever since. That's a wonderful story. And I'm so glad to hear that you were, you know, you, it, it's influence of education, influence of what's happening in the world. Um, and you just thinking about that as like a sophomore, we would say in, you know, college yeah. about how you can change the dynamics of the teaching methods, the pedagogy that you're experiencing. Wow. Um, that's really like, you know, that's really advanced for our students to be thinking about that. But I, I see a lot of people who are like, I, this needs to change. This just has to change. And there's something you just keep thinking about it and thinking about it. And look, look where we are now. Um, yeah. So it's really great. Um, so in, in speaking to that experience, you as a student and you as, a, you know, CEO and founder of an educational technology company, what, how would you define it? How would you define ed tech personally? You know, share with mm -hmm. the audience what your thoughts are about that. Oh yeah, I mean, ed tech's obviously a really big word. Um, and I would say that ed tech is probably, um, it would, it's using, ed tech could be something as simple as a chalkboard, you know, from the mid 1800s, right? That was ed tech right. of the day. They're still so, around in some spots. I've seen. That's right. That's right. That's right. Where kids are literally copying off the board or papyrus could have been ed tech back in ancient Egypt if people use that for, for educational purposes. So anything that, uh, any piece of technology, it doesn't have to be digital, but any piece of technology that uh, can be used to meaningfully enhance uh, the educational experience, uh, it doesn't have to change it necessarily, although it can, um, it could, it could change an existing experience. Well, there's the samer model, I guess, right? It could change the existing experience. It could modify it. It could replicate it. It could transform it. There's all the different sort of stages of that. 
Um, but ultimately it's, you know, things humans have invented, uh, which you can introduce into an educational experience um, to make it more meaningful, to make it more inclusive, uh, in our case, to make it data-driven as well. Um, so to me, it's a very, very broad uh, definition. And I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. And, you know, always with teachers or educators, when you're trying to, you know, get them to incorporate the ed tech into the, into the space, it's like, it's a tool. It's not replacing you. It's something that's going to enhance or elevate your, the experience. It's really going to give students something more meaningful. And that's what I love about the ed tech space is that, things like Parlay are providing those meaningful experiences to our, not only to our educators, but also the students. Those are the people who are the most important. They're, you're teaching the future generations who are going to run run the world. So that's a really important aspect of it. Um, and now kind of getting into the nitty gritty of what Parlay is, I want you to, can you share with the audience what Parlay is, what your product does? You've, you've given a few things already, mm -hmm. but we want to get into the specifics here. We really want to highlight some of these features that that Parlay offers. Awesome. Yeah, happy to do that, of course. Um, so yeah, Parlay, I'll start by saying our central focus is on creating amazing classroom discussions. Um, we think that, you know, discussions improve learning outcomes, discussions uh, teach kids to think critically, to communicate effectively, all those 21st century skills, um, discussions teach kids to compromise across lines of difference, to understand that conflicting doctrines share the truth between them. All these things, it's this very holistic, ancient, uh, it's literally, we still call them Socratic seminars, a right. form of, of uh, learning um, that we know works. And uh, despite that, there are some inherent challenges to discussions. Uh, they're very difficult to measure. Uh, who participated, how much did they participate? Uh, and as a consequence, they're difficult to assess and teachers are under increasing pressure to, to assess um, everything, <laughs> uh, again, for better or worse. Um, and they're, very, they're not inclusive by nature. As you mentioned earlier, before we started the, the show that uh, you know, a few kids will often dominate the conversation. The strong kids continue to improve those skills and the kids who, for whatever reason, don't wanna participate in the discussion or, or don't feel confident, um, don't improve those skills. So they're, they're asymmetrical in that way. And then, um, like we said earlier, that shift from a very teacher-driven lecture-based experience to a very student-driven discussion-based experience, it's, it's new to a lot of teachers and it's new to a lot of students. So there's, there's definitely some, uh, some instructional uh, experiential barriers there. Um, so given those things, uh, and I guess lastly, in, in the current environment, discussions are really hard to facilitate in remote learning settings um, online. Yes, uh, very much. Very, very, very hard to do. And so basically the, the reason why we created Parlay is to solve all those problems, um, to, to, to make it easier to have high quality pedagogy, pedagogical, you know, pedagogically sound, I guess you could say discussions that incorporate best practices that are inclusive of all voices that are measurable and that transition nicely between online and, and blended learning or and, uh, in class learning. So there's three main components in the Parlay suite of tools that are all aimed towards that end. Um, and the first one is the Parlay universe, which is a library of discussion topics. Uh, there are thousands of them and more being added every day. Um, and these are topics that are often very interdisciplinary that connect learning to the events and ideas shaping our world. Also very timely, very, very timely. It, you know, yeah. your, your mm -hmm. universe is up to date 
on all news Thanks. events. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we, we do our best to make sure that, you know, current events are are presented in a way that's sort of balanced and open-ended and that encourage kids to think critically and bring in their own experience and do their own research and all that kind of stuff. So there's all these discussion topics and most of them are created by teachers in the community. They create them, they add them to their classroom awesome. and then they, they pop. So it's this, it's this slightly curated, but also, you know, um, community generated, uh, user generated library of discussion topics. And you can follow teachers and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, so that's where you'd start. And then you take a topic from the Parley universe and you'd add it to an online roundtable, which is a written discussion activity. Um, and this is this can be synchronous or asynchronous or some combination of both. And because it's written, obviously it works really well in, in remote and in-person learning environments. Uh, so it's a very flexible tool, the online roundtable. There's all these really cool data and analytics. We have secret identities and it's really easy to assess and all these other tools that make it a really rich sort of social media-esque um, forum discussion that also incorporates best practices and pedagogy, like guided feedback questions and stuff at all these different levels. So it's a much, much richer experience than your sort of traditional, you know, uh, discussion board. Uh, students love it. And then um, there's the live roundtable, which is a verbal sort of discussion activity that, again, can be done in person or it can be done remotely in conjunction with, like, let's say, Zoom or Teams or Hangouts or whatever. And um, it's a tool to really facilitate the discussion where if students want to participate, they tap in. So they declare their intention to speak either by introducing a new idea, by building an idea, by challenging an idea, or by asking a question. So there's very, they're, they're taught to be very intentional with their contributions. Kids can vote for each other, applause, uh, give each other applause. And then you can have a queue system where you can sort of order speakers and you can assign a student moderator who will you know, decide the order of the queue. So you really provide lots of opportunities for leadership create a space where everyone has the opportunity to participate and uh, really gives the teacher the opportunity to sit back, to let the discussion unfold, to let it be student driven, uh, and as a consequence to assess kids in real time or take notes or nudge the quiet students who aren't participating uh, and really sort of facilitate the conversation as opposed to being the center point of the learning experience. Um, and with both the online and the live roundtable, after it's all over, we just spit out a ton of data about individual student participation as well as class-wide analytics, which provide great opportunities for class-wide reflection. Hey guys, did we build on each other's ideas enough in this discussion or did we challenge each other enough? Did a few people dominate? So on and so forth. So it's all these different uh, sort of uh, class-wide analytics we can look at to introduce that metacognitive element uh, to reinforce what, what are the good sort of skills of, of discussion, the good aspects of a good group discussion because it's a team effort. Um, so yeah. I hope I didn't drone on too long there, but that's, no, that's absolutely not. And, and I will say I've used the live discussions and it's, it's wonderful for your students, especially all the things that you're speaking to about the students being able to challenge, being able to just hear their voice, you know, hear their voices. Cause I, like I was telling you before we started, some of my students, they do dominate the conversation, but this gives everybody the opportunity to talk. And it also puts the students at the center. That's, that's where it is nowadays. You know, a lot of our conversations started off about this lecture-based traditional type um, pedagogy, which is no longer viable in the in the generations that we're teaching now. This is not something, yes, there may be short spurts of lecture conversations, but Parlay really lends itself to putting the onus back on the students and also letting the teachers see and through data also know that they are understanding what you're teaching and they can speak to it on a higher level. I think discussions really tap into that higher level of blooms. Mm -hmm. um, 
when you're in, depending upon the topic of conversation. So that's what you're really giving the students and the educators is the opportunity to really see their students flourish and really see what they understand or maybe go back and see what they don't understand. Maybe, you know, the teacher just, you know, facil the facilitator um, of the discussion just jumps in every now and again to, to push them in a different direction. But it's great. It's wonderful. And not only can you do this in the in-person classroom, this is something that can be done in the virtual space. So that's what I really latched onto when I first discovered Parlay is like, wow, this is something that's really structured, but yet it's open mm -hmm. and it's flexible to be used in the async or synchronous environment cool yeah so it, it was it's it's pretty amazing and i can't wait for you know the audience to check out more about it um which will be in the show notes um so you've talked about the three different aspects of probably and i love the universe like i said very timely resources you know for discussions you know i noticed after inauguration you had amanda gorman's information her poem and things up there with the discussions surrounding that you know mm -hmm. the, the riots at the capitol there was information about that the, the next day um so we had because we have to have these difficult conversations with our students about what's happening in our society in our culture in our world so it's very important that we we get the resources that help us do this in a way that um, our students understand uh, so in speaking about more about what are some of the things that users are telling you about the top features of your products? And when you talk to people, what are they saying about Parlay? Yeah, um, I guess everyone's different and everyone, there's a lot of different features and aspects to it and there's a lot of different ways to use it. So it's hard to say that, you know, if, you know, there's one or two that are the top, um, but some things that we've heard lately, um, of course, teachers love and students love the secret identity feature and the online roundtable. Um, and I would say uh, the data is really, really important. Um, teachers really appreciate that. Uh, they can facilitate the discussion. And um, on the other side, they have confidence that there's all this great data that they can go look at. Um, afterwards, you know, as you know, a teacher looking at the individual student, you know, how many times did the student participate, you know, what was their average comment length, um, how many, you know, how much time did they spend as speaker, what was the nature of their contributions, all these kinds of data points on individual students is really helpful. And then obviously at the class wide level. So the data is definitely something that we see. And I think you alluded to it earlier, the fact that Parlay really transitions almost seamlessly between online and in person uh classroom environments where you can teach students effectively one tool and you as a teacher can learn one tool and have the confidence that that tool can sort of help you navigate whatever learning environment you're in whatever you know the future throws at you um so to me you know to us that that's really really critical is that that like you said it's finding that balance between enough structure that it's a meaningful worthwhile activity but enough flexibility that it it can be used in many different learning contexts. Um, yeah, so I would say those are those are the the ones that we see uh, we see the most, and we just released the queue system in the live roundtable, so we're getting some some happy customers. And, oh, great! And yeah, we're that, definitely gonna part. talk. Yeah. Awesome! I'm I'm excited to hear about that, and I think I saw your email about that. So. Yeah. Um, also, I want to say that not only does it provide this meaningful learning space, it also provides the structure for how to have respectful conversations. You know, there's a lot surrounding netiquette in the online space 
Um, so it sets students up for having those, those dis while they're meaningful and sharing their opinion, also respecting one side or the other. Um, so it really does teach them you know, what, what to do, um, when they're, you know, if somebody disagrees or is challenging them, how to, how to go about it. And this is good for the professional world, how to disagree in a professional and respectful way as well. Yeah. I think, I think just to, to, uh, add on to that, to build on that a little bit, yeah. I think it's really, I think it's really critical, um, that students, you know, learn that, um, you know, when you put an idea out there in a discussion, whether it's in the workplace, politics or you know in a classroom you know that idea is not you uh it comes from you but you need to understand that as you put that idea into the arena so to speak um that it, it's broken uh you know it's it's incomplete uh it's worthy of you know respectful consideration and also it's you know it's it's subject to criticism and that if, if every student really understands that going into you know the world where here's my idea you know, take what's good, let's take what's good, let's deconstruct what's bad and, and learn to not take that personally, whatever disagreements they have, uh, and learn to not, you know, and to steal man people's arguments and to not have ad hominem attacks and to really just focus on the ideas and working together to to arrive at the truth or the best possible path forward. Like that is such an important skill, um, especially with the internet and just the brevity of communication and the, the anonymity of communication and all these different things that are sort of taking that away from us. So yeah, it's really, really important that students learn to disagree uh, respectfully and dissociate who they are from the ideas they put forward in a discussion about, you know, topics where often there's, there's many shades of gray. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, yeah, like you're saying, many shades of gray and the, the students, I, I think that even though in their disagreements, they really come to a common space and that's what it's a mm -hmm. compromise. They come to a compromise mm -hmm. about what they can agree or disagree with. And as you know, in the United States, we've had this, um, you know, I don't get into politics too much on the podcast, but like this discourse of like being very separated between Republicans and Democrats and who is who and all that stuff. So, you know, speaking to what we're just experiencing in society and the students can find a way to find that common ground ground is really important, not only for us as learners or lifelong learners, but as humans um, mm -hmm. to, to help each other. So I really feel like on all types of levels, Parlay is bringing that to the table with all the features that you guys offer um, and definitely definitely going to be something that you you know for teachers to consider to use in their classrooms um mm -hmm. as we we matriculate through these difficult times. Um, Speaking of difficult times, and you spoke to this a little bit, um, I want to know more about how COVID has impacted your company and what changes you've had to make or pivots you've had to make or not um, in dealing with the pandemic. Yeah, um, we haven't had to make too many pivots. I, I think um, we were building an educational technology tool that anticipated some sort of online blended hybrid learning future. And I didn't know you were Notre Dameist of the ed tech world. That's wonderful. <laughs> next, yes. But who could who could have predicted yeah, that something so. like this would that would shift so many things that we do in our daily lives? Like you prepared, you were anticipating something. So that's wonderful. And I think that's yeah. great for an ed tech company to do. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's great. I appreciate that. I, I like obviously we didn't predict COVID or any sort of um, <laughs> crazy, crazy event. Um, I think the cliche that is, you know, there's some truth in it that everyone's talking about is how COVID accelerated 
what was going to take 10 years and it accelerated it all into three months or a year, however you look at it. And I think that's also true in education and ed tech. Um, and so um, for us in February, we, um, you know, uh, we were, we gave Parlay away for free for the end, until the end of the school year, because, you know, we knew that teachers were about to experience a dramatic shift and, and we saw a lot of signups uh, in that time period. Um, and we were able to keep growing even beyond that time period this year in, in, uh, in remote learning, various forms of remote learning uh, across mostly the United States, but definitely some of the um, international schools as well and a few schools here in Canada. So, so it's been a, a year of growth um, and it's, uh, you know, we're small teams. It was, it yeah. was, we were hanging on for dear life. But a, a wonderful while. group, but a wonderful uh, group. So supportive. Appreciate that. appreciate that. And yeah, that's, that's, that's been the biggest challenge for us. I would say is, is maintaining that level of customer service and support. Um, and we were able to do it. I, I, I think maybe not every teacher who uses probably would agree, but I would, I would say on the whole, we're able to do it. Um, because that's something we care very much about is building those relationships with uh, teachers um, and the schools that we work with and supporting them through the process. Um, so one of the things we did this year was we introduced uh, basically free PD. So this was in, I think it was October. Um, any teacher or school that wants to run a PD session, whether you're a customer or not, you just go on our website and you book an hour, an hour and a half, and one of our instructional strategists will do. That is so great. You're, you're, you're just, you're just giving it to us. It's like, it's so easy. Go click, go schedule it. It's right there on the site. Like I saw that as well. And I was like, Whoa, I was like, literally you're just scheduling with somebody and they're going to come give this to you. That's, that's invaluable. Priceless. Yeah. Yeah. I think like for us, it's, it's about getting the word out there. Uh, it's about getting that feedback and it's about supporting teachers at the end of the day, you know, um, there's no replacement for great customer support or user support. And like, we're truly in this to help teachers implement this technology and discussions in their classrooms, whether it's COVID or not. And, um, and so, yeah, we see it as our responsibility and, and also it's a pleasure for us. So it's something we care very much about. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, I can, and I can just tell from coming onto your site, you know, the, the chat feature pops up and you're talking to a real person you're not talking to a bot. Um, and, and just, you know, your team, and I'll say this just from personal experience is very supportive, very caring. They offer, you know, they'll meet you when you can meet um, and they'll, they'll take you through all the steps and they do it in a way. It's not like, Oh, rushing you through it. It's, it's really, you know, they're walking you through step-by-step step and making sure you feel confident. And that's important when implementing an ed tech, you feel confident about what you're doing. Like you've mentioned that in previous, um, in earlier in the episode about the confidence part, that's so important for educators. They can't go with this grand technology and then they, they fail at it per se. They run into a roadblock and they're like, oh my gosh. And then they never go touch it again. You want them to be successful. So customer service is definitely an important aspect for an ed tech company. So in speaking to that, what's next for Parlay? You know, anything that you can share that's not under NDA, um, <laughs> you know, about what's on your product roadmap? What, what should the audience be looking forward to? Yeah, so um, we've made a lot of changes in the last little while, um, as as uh, you know, uh, anyone who uses Parlay would would have noticed. 
Um, some things that we're, we're working on right now, um, and we keep getting questions about it, uh, is just deeper integrations, uh, things like Google Classroom, being able to share grades and that kind of stuff. Uh, and the same with uh, different learning management systems, haven't decided on the final list, but you know, probably Canvas and Schoology will be two ones high up on that list. And uh, just making it easier to integrate Parlay into the existing sort of workflow um, of what teachers are, teachers are doing. And then at the administration level, um, giving them data and information across the school or district, you know, how teachers are using it, who's succeeding with it, who's, you know, who hasn't really used it that much and all that kind of stuff, I think is gonna be really critical um, going in, into next year, just a little bit more of a sort of like management layer and, and tools to make, to make that data sharing easier for teachers. Um, so those are the not sexy things that I think make a yeah. big difference. Right, um, they're so, necessary. They definitely are. That you know, to exactly. be successful in this space, it's it's something you need those deep integrations with the LMSs for sure. Exactly, and we were debating whether or not we do that, or we you know invest in the you know in some of the the core tools, and we invested in the core tools like the online and live roundtable this year because things were happening so fast, and more than anything, teachers needed help with the the experience and the facilitation, and you know uh, the the data comes second at the end of it. So, so we decided to focus on that during the school year, but um, yeah, so we're going to be doing those integrations and uh, basically an admin portal. And then beyond that, um, we're going to be investing in the Parlay universe a lot more. Um, we're going to be bringing on a new team member to uh, work with teachers in the community and work with partners to build out collections uh, that are more like units rather than just one-off topics. Uh, so maybe have a whole unit on, I don't know, for example, the catcher in the rye or something like that. So you yeah. have, you'd be able to go chapter by chapter or topic by topic or whatever it is. So Parlay can be, you know, just to really build out the universe a lot more and, and make sure that there's, you know, something in there for everyone uh, at the very least. Uh, so that's something we're going to be working on as well over the next little while. Um, yeah, a few more things that are in the hopper, but uh, got to keep those close to the chest for now. Yeah, sounds good. Give us just enough that we want a little bit more. We want to hear more because we, we love this EdTech tool and I love it. Um, so you've said a lot of different things over the, the episode about the confidence, about the meaningful learning experiences, about the students, about the faculty. And I do want to say that I feel like Parlay is an EdTech tool that can be used across different grade levels, different um, levels of learning. So not only we say educators in K through 12, but faculty and undergrad and faculty and graduate, I teach graduate level courses and I use it. So it is adaptable. It is something that you can use in your classes. Now it might be, you know, a little bit challenging for the younger students, but that is still a possibility. Um, so this is one that really flows through all levels of learning. And I love educational technology tools that do that. Um, so in, in you know, closing out this episode, we want to know more about where we can learn about you, Bobby, um, you know, because we want to we want to hear your story and our audience wants to connect with you. So where can we find you? LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, you know, and we'll share this all in the show notes. And also, where can we find more information about Parlay? Yeah, um, so you can definitely connect with me on LinkedIn personally. Um, I don't have uh Twitter or Instagram. Uh, I use Facebook pretty sparingly. Okay. Uh, just trying to minimize distractions. Um, uh, LinkedIn but, is where yeah, it's at. It seems to be. That's LinkedIn. a common theme. Yeah. Yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find it, you know, I, I like it anyway. Um, 
with respect to Parlay, all the regular channels at Parlay Ideas on Twitter. Um, we have a YouTube channel that's kind of just in its early stages, but it, it's building up. Uh, Instagram as well uh, at Parlay Ideas, and um, follow us on LinkedIn too if you if you use LinkedIn, Facebook as well, and then the website ParlayIdeas.com um, if you want to sign up and give it a shot. That's wonderful, and I really appreciate all your time. Um, you know, coming on here and talking about Parlay and also sharing your story with the audience. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Holly. I appreciate you having me. It was great to chat with you um, and looking forward to continuing our, you know, work together and supporting you through the Parlay journey. Thanks Sounds so much good. for your time. Thanks. You've been listening to another episode of Ed Up Ed Tech with your host, Holly Owens. You can follow Holly on LinkedIn. You can also visit her website at jollyholly.me to find out more about what she's up to. Please head to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content and leave us a rating, review, and please subscribe to be notified of future episodes. This has been another incredible episode of Ed Up Ed Tech with your host, Holly Owens.